0: So I'm in the party. I'm hosting them. You know, I'm being the hostess with the mostest and everything. And then, you know, the security, they, they come over to me. They say, Mr. Combs, um, Mr. Michael Jackson is here to see you. I'm like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then I go and I, I find Mike. I'm like, Mike, what's up? What you doing here? Yeah. Thanks for coming. And then so I get him a booth. We go to the booth. We start chit-chatting. And so right there, he has his arm. Bring that up so they can see his arm around me. And, and, but then you don't see the shot of him whispering in my ear. Right after the shot, we taking He whispers in my ear. He says, Where's Beyoncé? Really? Really? Wow. Wow. She, she was at the party. He, was, he came to the party to holler at Beyoncé. Mm-hmm. This, this was before Jay-Z, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He came to the party to holler at Beyoncé, finds her, and dances with Beyoncé mm-hmm. in the party. Cool. Yeah. Right. Mike was smooth, Jack. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate. We are so, 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 so happy to be here. This is user 1. User 1.5, are you here with us this evening? I am here, uh, and I am ready to go. I've got my Jameson Black Barrel on deck, and uh, let's do this. Let's go user two
1: are you there miss blue i'm present and accounted for i'm a political prisoner but i'm free in the eyes of god
0: and the users stripes you are healed and because he lives you live so you are free honey truly to be free (laughs) in god is to be free
1: indeed it's good to be Uh here i got three cans of yingling and about
0: 64 ounces of water i'm ready to rock and roll I already like the way this is This is getting started tonight So I'm really excited Um, We have a really exciting show And I really hope People can get into it Say excited one more time Exciting Or excited Either one
1: Excited What else are you excited about?
0: You excited (sighs) about being excited? I'm excited about being alive Now that's a for
1: show right on
0: Uh Uh-huh but let me tell you what, we got a really good show and I hope people really like it. Um, it's definitely one from the heart and I think one that will generate some real thought um, on the on the part of the NJ fam and others who are listening to our podcast. And so we really hope you enjoy it. Definitely make sure you give us some feedback after you listen to it. So... um I'm going to I'm going to put that aside what we're talking about right now to take a second to give a big shout out to our show sponsor for today Miss Alicia Chambers is our show sponsor and I want to give a special shout out to her because this is not the first time she has sponsored an episode so she's like uh platinum gold um i don't know a uh, sponsor and we appreciate you we love you we love that you're supporting us um you sent us a message you said you know i appreciate what y'all are doing keep doing it and we felt that thank you so 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 very much and so we are eternally grateful thank you so much for leaving us comments for letting us know you like what we're doing we appreciate it it's the sort of commentary that keeps us going we certainly appreciate the written support and we most definitely appreciate your dollar support thank you miss alicia chambers you are a gold platinum all of the above sponsor super sponsor and whenever you want to come on the show just let us know and we'll get you wrapped right on in here Alicia
1: right. you really Are a blessing I can't say it Enough it's my pleasure to put your Name in every episode and we'll continue To do that but now we might just have to put a Two times beside Your name so we really really thank you If y'all haven't donated please do Be like Alicia Be like Alicia what would Alicia do WWAD WWAD <laughs> <laughs>
0: WWAD, what would Alicia do? Alicia would support. And so that's what we want you guys to do. If you haven't, if you can, please drop us some uh, a comment. Sometimes if the money's tight, we get it. You don't have to do that. But if you have some extra cash, you say, you know what? I want to do something for somebody else. I really love Michael. I love the Black Jackson State. Let me give him something. We appreciate it. You can give on PayPal at www.paypal.me backslash Black Jack Estate, you can also give to us on Cash App, and that is dollar sign blk jack estate. All right. And if you ever want to give us uh some dirty cash and put it in the mail, make sure it's US dollars and um we'll send you an address if that's how you want to do it. I think that's a little weird, but if that's what you no, prefer,
1: that's so- not weird. I'll, i we can convert it. I, I live in a military town, so it's pretty easy to flip that cash into USD
0: in 2021 that's gonna be a little weird for you to drop that cash in the mail like that but if you want to do it because you want to see maybe how long it takes to get from you to us or something like that i mean we'll take it you know we're gonna spend it on the podcast not not at kfc but we're gonna spend it no we we do that on our we waste our money our own money on that sort of stuff but please continue to support us. We really appreciate it. We love when we see that people are showing their love online or by giving a donation, by sharing our podcast with other people. We see it all. We appreciate it. Again, if you ever want to send us uh, an email and share your thoughts, please do so. We read it. We respond um, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're all over the place. And we definitely love engaging with the Michael Jackson community. So Again, Alicia Chambers is our show sponsor. We thank you so, so very much. Um, If you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure that you are. Go stop right now. Go open your Twitter and go to at BLKJackEstate. That's us. I'm over there making sure that we are engaging and we just to see what's going on sometimes. Sometimes we're a little quieter, but we're still kind of uh we're just creeping around like creepers, um, regardless. Uh, user 1.5 has command of our Instagram, and you can find us on Instagram at B L K Jack Estate. Um, you can find user one point five on her personal Twitter at twitter.com backslash reina latoya. That's Rain R-E-I-N. A, wow, wow, Latoya I am here for the people not you you can also find user too oh boy we're gonna no, skip you that can't. because no, we're you gonna can't. we're gonna skip that we're gonna get back that you can't find user Two. she can. is um one of A the lost political prisoners one of the lost children and so wherever the rest of them are she's there too she'll tell us about that space later on so Folks, do you love us? Do you hate us? Do you have questions? You got comments? You got concerns? Are we not talking about something we should be? Are we missing something we should be? You want to fact check us? Please do so because we're human and not perfect. And so we're not trying to hold it out like we are. Send us any feedback you have at theblackjacksonestate at gmail.com. That is theblackjacksonestate at gmail.com. And can I say something real quick? If you guys want us to do a
1: special topic, email us tweet us instagram us let us know and attach a love offering wwad attach a love offering if you want us to talk about debbie rowe and the horses we'll talk about debbie rowe and the horses but you gotta we'll almost love do offering. that
0: without the love offering but please we're gonna do it without a love offering but we i'm will. using it
1: as an example you know if you want us to talk about latoya's headbands give us a love offering and we'll get it covered
0: if you want us to talk about that weird 30-second clip of LaToya moaning suggestively that I just found and saw last no, day. No.
1: Pardon? Is that what you uh-huh. sent me earlier today?
0: Absolutely uh-huh. not. Did you send
1: that to me? or?
0: Uh-huh. I that? sent that. I did. I sent it. I I did. I did send it.
1: I didn't click it. I'm scared If the people want
0: to hear us... Never mind. Just don't ask about that. We're not even going to go there. LaToya's in the moan room. We're... <laughs> We're moving on, y'all. We really appreciate everything you guys do. I just want to read a couple of feedback um, that we've gotten recently. Um, It was on Michael's birthday. I posted um, a picture for his birthday on Instagram. And Jay Montiero, 5245, said, Happy birthday, MJ. Right now, I'm listening to your last podcast. And it's good as always. God bless you and greetings from Portugal. We love it. Thank you so much. J, 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 Montiero. J. So the letter J M O N T E I R O fifty two forty five. Jose, Américo Mota Montiero. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's Which a strong. Of name. all the international folks who are getting through our Southern Black, Ebonic, African M- American vernacular accents, we love y'all. I mean, y'all are holding it down um alejandre who we love on twitter said regarding our last episode if you haven't listened to it it was a birthday episode all about the gifts that michael jackson gave to the world he said great conversation on what michael jackson has gifted to the world to celebrate his birthday as always good humor great knowledge and insights and a real pleasure alex you know we love you we got a comment from music 1972 at music1972 said, uh, at the Black Jackson State, I learned of your podcast from uh, at Geneva Gen- Geneva S. Thomas, Geneva S. Thomas. Absolutely love you, your guys' perspective. In the episode about the last controversial video, uh, You Are Not Alone was listening. I understand some of that blowback, but mainstream press made sure this image wasn't seen and attached to that tweet was a picture of michael and elise mary presley in a car with lisa resting her head on her man her man that was her man her man's big broad masculine shoulder <laughs> I <laughs> ah, see what we're doing today. E, Ooh, baby. Wow, we're giving Eat that. Eat your heart out. Oh, five media. nine of them shoulders. Ooh, kill them with the shoulders. Uh, uh. You're going to go Can ahead we- and drop that. You're going to drop that when you do that
1: can we talk about that meme have you seen the meme about the girlfriend and boyfriend and the girls 5'2 and the boyfriend is allegedly 6'2 but the math doesn't math correctly based off of the picture and everybody's like this man is 5'9 at least and that makes me (laughs) sniggle and giggle because michael was 5'9 you know y'all y'all like to act like that's 6'2 and it's not
0: I read somewhere that they were very conscious to take, you know, to take pictures at an angle that would give him the appearance of being a little taller. Mm-hmm. And they would dress him in clothes that would also do the same. So the it's the sleight of the hand, the trick of the eye. But well, that's what but the yeah, military jacket was for, i.e. our Icons episode. <laughs> Go back and listen, folks. To make him look more statuesque. And he worked that his entire life. He really did but we appreciate you music 1972 we also had a really cool comment from our homie j wonder at j wonder 1987 he says shout out to the black jackson state for providing a voice in this fan base that has been all cap and no cap needed <laughs> i see what you did there see thanks did there. y'all we appreciate it. Absolutely. Continue to leave us some love, some comments. Um, you know, we we, we we appreciate all kinds of com- uh, commentary so long as it is constructive. Um, it is a build up and not a tear down. You can be contrary and not tear us down because we just might come for you. It could happen. But thank you so ya. much. I triple dog <laughs> dare ya. you. You want to rumble with me? <laughs> you want to see who's bad?
1: I'll show you who's bad. Come on, show man. Let's bad. go. Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway so we're moving on to the news we have the best news of this is our best news segment in part because we're starting with something that means the mostest to us user 1.5 just recently celebrated her she already told you 35th birthday so a big 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 birthday shout out to user 1.5 user 1.5 do you feel 35 you're in a new bracket when they start doing uh like uh statistics and stuff you're in a different bracket now I have no idea what you're talking Ashley, about. Ashley tell her. I about can it. explain that. I, uh, thank you. No, no, bracket. I'm in. Tell her moment. what she's won. I'm I'm about tell to her what tell she's won. yes you
1: what no. you're, you're no, you're gonna like Isn't it. it supposed to, uh, okay. Do I'ma you listen. want do you want me I'ma to tell you, you or finish. not? I'm gonna let you finish. You are still in the
0: 18 to 35 demographic. Oh, oh so oh, some of the last year the 18 to 35. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the you geriatric end. Way, 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 You're in way, the geriatric way. end of eighteen to thirty-five. Yeah. But can at I, least can we reframe this, please.
1: First of all, another year is another blessing. It's better above than below. Hallelujah! Is- yeah, that's the a truth. A lot of people that's the truth. Make it.
0: Yep. A lot. People a lot of.
1: Didn't- a lot. Twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty-one have been outstandingly, historically yeah. miserable years, and you, my beautiful angel. Yeah. The 1.5 of my dreams. Mm-hmm. You me. are still here, still standing,
0: still strong. Getting to this money, I feel like you need to drop some shop music right there. Because listen, you gotta we, make that change. <laughs> we listen. We give them all. You listen. It's it, we. We all know that so many did not make it for whatever reasons, and so we are so grateful that you are still here. You share a birthday with an icon who we'll be talking about this episode, and that is the one and only. Uh, Miss Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce G-Zell. So card shout out. Anything you want to say birthday girl before we, before we keep it moving, you know, to everybody who gave me a birthday shout out online, I appreciate you. And I am definitely feeling like a geriatric millennial. I was talking to my little 17 year old client today about house phones. And um, she, she doesn't know what I'm talking about. So. Mm. She nice. was amazed. She was like, You, you know, used to have to. Here's the thing. So I went do to what? I went to Washington, DC for my birthday with my with my boyfriend. And we went to the Smithsonian Museum of uh American History. And I kid you not, in the museum, they had iP- iPods and MP3 players on display to demonstrate how you could take your music on a little device with you instead of, uh, on a CD player. And in that moment, I felt old.
1: That's how it happens. Every
0: time it's, it sneaks up in a museum. Yeah. Honey, no, it don't. It sneak up when you try to bend them knees for whatever reasons you are bending them. That's true. And if we're
1: being honest, that kicks in right around 25. So don't kid yourself.
0: At, if if not by 30, I felt like the day after I turned 30, my knees said, hey, we're here.
1: Mine were um, gone way before that. Really? Let's just be honest.
0: And why is that, Ashley? Uh,
1: I didn't play basketball that long, but I'm also very short. So, you yeah. huh? know. That's
0: all? That's the exhaustive list? Let's A little bit. On. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. All right, we're moving on to... Oh, my God, guys, when I saw this, I just thought this is it. Like Michael said, finally, after much anticipation, much gossip and rumor and so much impatience, we are getting our Janet Jerkson documentary. A teaser was released, I think this past week. And the the doc is entitled Janet and it's coming out January of next year and it'll be both Airing on AE and Lifetime. Um, some quick facts about it it is co executive produced by Janet and Randy Jackson. Um, and this documentary apparently was made over the course of three years and is going to give us, the viewers, an unprecedented access into Janet's life through a bunch of old footage, home videos, um, and different highlights of her career and her personal life. Um, and it's going to have a real personal personal perspective what do you guys think about this this is awesome this is good news what exactly is janet gonna tell us she's gonna tell us what we already know well what do we already know let me ask you that (laughs) uh we know about the debarge kid well she ain't Uh, spoke on that like no No. start from
1: the beginning where do you think she's gonna start this story and gary
0: She's in Gary, start in Hollywood because that's what she remembers. She She's remembers. gonna start in Gary talking that I think bullshit. She didn't my, remember some my Gary? My mom and yeah. my dad because they didn't go to Hollywood until way after the boys was already there. So she, she definitely got to remember some Gary, right? How long was and it? she was walking? I think she was like four. The kids like okay. three or four. Yeah. yeah, she don't remember Gary. She remembers all that money. Her and Randy sitting. That's why they are so close. They've been sitting mm. on coins all their lives. Well, good for them. I'm trying to get yeah. some. I hope we get to see her interaction with Randy, our favorite Jackson. And, um, you know, know, I don't know. I don't have any expectations for this documentary. I would just, I just want to see what Jan is going to, going to show us and what information she's going to give us. Um, She's notoriously very private uh, about a lot of things. And so this is a, a big deal and I can't wait to see what, what she lets us see so um i'll have a good critique of it after it drops but i i know that cousin cam is having a whole ass fit over there on the janet jackson pod and she's probably already got her her uh her dvr set to record (laughs) for this documentary. oh you know that yeah absolutely I i can't wait to to see what jan tells us because yeah, you know, maybe she can explain that drawing of Latoya and this auction in which she sold everything that was in storage.
1: When is it gonna be my turn? It's your turn. <laughs> let's let's start with the photograph. I'm gonna try to work my way backwards. Uh, the picture she drew of Latoya Jackson. I want to remind everybody on my now banned account. I previously tweeted about framing that portrait in my new home, and I just want you to know that in the future where I am right now I found that frame by the time you hear this episode it's hanging in my home and I'll be giving you updates about exactly where okay so there's that I want to address another piece that 1.5 called out Uh, Randy is not my favorite (laughs) Jackson Um, and I do believe Randy is behind my now banned account and I am a big fan of Jermaine uh, Things I would like Janet to discuss Wild accusations Go ahead let's, let's be clear I'm really excited about this She's been talking about it for a while Can't wait Looking forward to it I'll be there on time Excited to have cable Okay If you want to be honest I haven't had cable in a while I'm excited to watch this Because you it comes don't out. need it That's because
0: you, cause you, you don't really don't it. And honestly uh-huh. for
1: the fans Who aren't in America Or don't have access to cable When this comes out We will find I'll be happy to share the link. We'll get it out to you. Somebody will have it. Count on one of us. So techie fans, techie Jan fam, techie MJ fam. If you are an Internet nerd, please, we need you to tap in. Hit us up. We need everybody to watch this when it's hot off the press. Things that I would like Janet to address directly. Obviously, the Super Bowl. Um, I know she said a million times. I'm never talking about this again. But let's be clear. We need you to talk about it one more time, because this is us on the other side of a post me to America, post woke America. Um, I would like for her to speak to it. And give us the tea, give us as much as she can to where it won't hurt her if she knows. Well, let's,
0: well, let, well, let's pause right there, because this is okay. what I was going to say okay this is a full-grown this is a full-grown woman now okay the 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 highs of her career she's over that she's in a different space in her career girl say what you want like i can get if you were at you know you know what i'm saying at a certain in a, in the past when you were still ascending or were at the peak i could get being a lot more shrewd about what you're gonna share but at these people tell them what you're feeling because what they're gonna take from you you already got it what you going to take from me? What is it that you are going to take from Janet Jackson in 2021 or 2022? Explain to me what did you think you are going to come and take off of sis?
1: And I don't she gives me in the teaser at least where she was like this, you know, this is my story uh from my mouth, hate it or love it. Um she doesn't give me
0: fear. So I'm thinking right. she really might be with the shit this time. I now. hope so. We we want to know. We want to know. We want to know the things. There are some artists who get so real. It, it, you know, I love the artists who just tell you, like, listen, I did so much cocaine. Lord, news. I just was all a little. Be- not because they tell us all their business, but because they're showing us they were human and going through something really that only a small class of people do which is like extreme stardom or even just mild stardom and it's difficult and here's how it impacted me as a human and here's where it was showing up in the music that y'all really related to or here's where maybe y'all didn't get some of the music but this was what was happening in my life and I hope she can give us some of that not because we're just so nosy but it's like to us their family you know like literally like we grow up with these people as a part of an extension of our community and culture, so it's it's I hope she can just be really raw and get shoot it straight,
1: yeah, I hope so too. Um I think she she has to her benefit that she's been fairly candid in different ways in the past, so if you kind of meld all of what she's already given us together and then you add this new layer of her. Um, in, you know, post-pandemic America, mother raising a child abroad, like reframe that uh, as a business owner, all those new things that she is now that she wasn't the last time we got a full purge from her. I think the last good purge Janet gave us, and when I say good, I mean, we ate, you know, it wasn't a full course meal, literally, true you, I think was probably the last good spill Mother gave us where she talked to us about her eating disorders and then accompanied that with some recipes that if we're being honest, Janet, those recipes screamed, I'm still hungry and I'm not even (laughs) trying to be funny. I remember being in college and to replicate <laughs> those meals and being like, yo, these are not meals. This is I not can't eat this way. I can't eat like this. And, mm. and to, to think that you disciplined yourself and
0: you were to told, yeah. you
1: were told you needed to do that in order to be successful. And then, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, Janet can step into her Tina Turner move moment where Tina Turner ha- had this moment at, after she divorced Ike where she was very candid about everything that we thought we saw up until that point. And then she reframed it for us. And then she got tired of telling that story. So she decided to write it down so that motherfuckers wouldn't ask no more. And then after she wrote it down, motherfuckers was still talking. So she made a movie and then they were still talking. It was a a harrowing tale, a life changing tale an inspiring tale. So now she's got to turn it into Broadway and, Recently, she got to that point where when she did this documentary with HBO earlier this year where she was like, I'm done. I'm not touring no more. You're not getting no music.
0: You've got enough material on me. Stop being greedy. And I get that, Jenna. People, we're we're, going to stop being greedy as soon as we feel full one good time. Like you know you know so and that includes talking about tina shooting at your brother tell us well see the problem i have a problem with people telling other people's story but i'm cool with you telling other people's parts of other people's story because they have an impact on you and i think that's where we segue into a michael conversation that i hope she's more comfortable having because his life certainly impacted in good and bad ways hers her career you know her family and so I'm comfortable with that. If Randy wants to talk about all the things he's done, I'm sure mm. someone will buy the pamphlet. I'm. I'll just y'all just tell me what it says. But he got my Twitter. But Janet, mean. we're we're really excited about the the Janet documentary. And and, and we so, saw Michael. We saw a clip of Michael. So no. she's well, what you can't leave him out. So I mean, he doesn't need to be the whole story. If he wanted to tell his life's documentary, he could have instead of sitting down with Bashir. Right. So we they, missed they that. Mode, tag they should have team. They should
1: have been like you they could have.
0: Well, you know, I'm just like that. Would no be man, something. Maybe we would get, get that. that. Maybe we would have gotten here. that. We would have got what we got. If you did A it, lifetime, that's what we would have got from Michael. The same thing you already got.
1: Yeah, you ain't lying. What's next?
0: Um. So. <laughs> we are really excited about that. So in a couple of months, everybody make sure you are locked and loaded and ready to catch that new Janet documentary that is premiering on Annie and lifetime. Oh, one last thing,
1: Janet, Randy. Thank you. You are sending us this gift user one and user two have January birthdays. The documentary in January. Thank you. Thank you so, so We see I. what you did. We appreciate it. We're not, we're not ungrateful. Thank you,
0: Randy. Probably do listen to us. Like I can't stand that bullshit, but I have got Randy, to hear what. Dial what what me 9 zero
1: eight five zero nine. I'm not gonna finish it.
0: Don't finish it. If you want to know, he can hit the DM somewhere. We'll give start right there. Slide it to him. Right we're gonna move on um today um to a very a very sobering uh, topic. today is we are recording this episode, Good, Good People on September the eleventh and um, we know what that means. Today does mark the twentieth anniversary of the very horrific terrorist attacks against the United States. We, the Black Jackson Estate, we are sending all of our love and all of our light to every single American, every single person around the globe who allied with us, every single person in every single country. Um, And we are especially sending our love to those who were very personally affected by this tragedy. We do, and we mean it. We really honor the sacrifice of thousands of men and women who have courageously served our country and fought to preserve our freedoms. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is a very um, reflective day, a sobering day. Um, and it certainly makes us think about the things that are really important um, and forget about the stuff that's just not. So thank you so, so much uh, for your sacrifice, everyone. And um, we love to we love being Americans. If you don't know. That user one loves being an American at this point, it's a fact, Jack. We love it. And we are so proud of of all the sacrifices those have given so that we can continue to do shows like this and we can continue to to live our lives in the way that we deem um, appropriate and necessary. So thank you.
1: Can we talk about September 2020? I'm I'm sorry, September 2001, real quick, before you deep dive, like somebody reminded. Well, it's pretty clear because the Aaliyah re-releases are happening this year and that's 20 years from her death and nine it's been 20 years and I just think about the unique impact that August and September of 2001 had on black people and how wild of a moment that was for us like to think about just like 1.5 was saying she was 15 so how old are we like 13 user one maybe um those two things back to back that was wild and we didn't like we had guidance counselors but nobody asked us if we were okay because a pop legend died like nobody nobody asked us and that was just a culturally significant who died when Aaliyah died in September so it was so it was back to back it was like Aaliyah died maybe a week or a couple days before and then it was like it might have been a week apart seriously Yeah, that. How did we do that back to back?
0: It was August 25th, 2001. Yeah. So you're talking a a couple of weeks. Um, Okay, like two weeks. mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, a really uh, a terrible time. um, But one that we are remembering today, because so many people stepped up in that moment and you don't know what you're capable of doing until you put yourself in that situation or until you are in that situation. And you think about all those people on those planes who fought back to to uh, to to stop an even worse tragedy, and all the first responders and all the people, everybody. So um, it's just something to remember and reflect on today. Um, we want to cut because everybody knows, and we talk a little bit about how that weekend in two thousand and one, Michael Jackson was doing his thirtieth anniversary shows, and um, a couple of things uh, to remember. So according to Jermaine in his book, uh, My Brother's Keeper. He says about Michael on that day, that weekend, thankfully, none of us had a clue that Michael was supposed to be at a meeting that morning in one of the Twin Towers. We only discovered this when mother phoned his hotel to make sure he was okay. She, Reby, and some others had left Michael around 3 a.m. And Michael uh, said, mother, I'm okay, thanks to you. You kept me up talking so late that I overslept and I missed my appointment. Um, and so you just look at how, you know, the world kind of works. Michael was supposed to be, um, uh, you know, supposed to be in those buildings and and he wasn't. So we know uh, that. Nikki, um, have you thought about how much worse
1: the war would have been?
0: <laughs> if, if Michael would have died? Listen, it would have been I, and like some some things you just. It was it was bad enough as it you know what I mean. But you know, now you put like a cultural, global cultural icon in the building that would have oh. been insane. Because Michael belonged to the world; he didn't just belong to us. He belonged to everybody. Yeah, even the, the ones who did right, it now. then would have been like, I know, I ain't going to get my seven virgins now. Michael could have went to stuff. Afghanistan straight up. Yeah, they would have left him alone. He would have been fine. He would have been absolutely fine. So, um, uh. We're really glad that obviously he wasn't there that day. And so what, what we also know is that some of that stuff that was going around about Michael and Elizabeth Taylor and Marlon Brando being <laughs> fleeing the city, uh, that was not true. So uh, thankfully, Michael was was safe at that time. Um, moving on, we wanted to give a real shout out too to Spike Lee, who has a new joint that's all about 9-11. It's called NYC Epicenters two 2000- thousand and one to 2021 and a half it's a four-part series it's airing now on hbo i know that we we still hate hbo but that's where it's hit, folks. If you watch it folks hold on i gotta work around get a fire stick okay <laughs> if you want
1: to see it okay if you want to um, see it and you don't want to give hbo viewer money pirate it you heard it here from user two
0: i'm not implicating anyone else on this podcast <laughs>
1: but i told you
0: to steal that shit but go go watch it if you can if you get an opportunity um user 2 has watched it and i know you say he gives a very different and needed perspective that's not available in a lot of other 9-11 documentaries that are kind of popping out right now so it's worth checking out
1: yeah it's it's like five episodes y'all so just pace your way through it um be You know, we should all be thoughtful about consuming trauma porn and watching such traumatic things. Like we really shouldn't be super comfortable watching that shit on our couch, like while we eat dinner. It's not great. It's not healthy. Uh, But if you want to watch it for historical perspective and cultural relevance, I think Spike did a, a great job of meshing the moment of the pandemic, the racial turmoil, the racial turmoil of 2021 and uh, being reflective on how 9-11 impacted New York's response to that, and as well as other states. Uh, so yeah, wild, wild dog, necessary dog. And,
0: and Spike's such a good storyteller, so you know you're in for a real treat. Uh, so even if you can't watch it now, just put it on your watch list and make sure you get to it at some point ingest it as you can as usual too was saying don't try to steal swallow it. it all at one time it might be a little too big so just take it bite by bite because steal it's gonna it. have a lot buy of from spike
1: huh steal it like pirate it but like then buy something from spike
0: go buy like his box set or something i don't know just go buy um 40 acres and a mule his website you can go get go he get got some sale some, right he now. got some merch we'll link yeah it.
1: we'll link it in the yeah, show notes go, scroll go down sure buy something support. from spike um
0: what's the what's the movie with denzel when he's the trumpet player mo better blues i just found that dvd in my closet i bet you, half of y'all ain't never seen mo better blues go get mo Ooh. better Ooh. blues okay support Spike Lee all right moving on so I heard in the streets so this is some news that user 2 wanted to make sure we covered that there are two rappers who are saying they are the new king they are the new king of pop they are the new Michael Jackson and that is both Drake and Kanye West and they both are giving some crazy shout outs to Michael and their new albums um so so user two what exactly was said by let's start with Kanye what was said by Kanye oh. on his new album dondo like what was said as far as a Michael Jackson reference because I did see some some chatter oh. on mine about it listen I
1: didn't even go back and find the exact song I'll find it I'll post it in the show notes uh, but Kanye does this almost every album he'll make a reference to michael he will he will be in a lyric on that album. Um, So he basically referenced that he is him. He is Michael Jackson, much like he compares himself to Picasso and Walt Disney. And Michael constantly gets a shout out because of that. Drake fans. I love the pivot that Drake has made to us. And Drake is really MJ fam. I'm going to make that case right now. Let me straighten up my mic. And I hope that you can hear me clearly. If you'll remember, Drake bought Michael Jackson vocals on his previous album. It don't matter to me what you say. Remember that shit? And remember how he allegedly took it out of his show and everybody was mad because that was around the time that movie came out on HBO. where They were talking shit about Michael and Drake had to tweak his set list. MJ fam, you guys were upset. You
0: were visceral. Okay. Drake said,
1: listen. And no, they were
0: triggered because they was on, because we was on, we was on the job in the moment. And so everything was triggering. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's and really it, was, it was I mean, that was a heated period. We took down Oprah. We took down everybody. Ava Duvernay. We took down everybody. Several people who I never would have thought actually. We were like, damn, no. <laughs> What you in the, <laughs> <knife in> the, <laughs> <laughs> But but Drake real. got caught in the crosshairs, and I think one of the things we f- fans might have forgotten is: listen, he paid for the fucking vocal. So either way, blanket ate okay, and we need to be thankful. Period. If he didn't perform the song live, he paid for the vocal. Michael was credited. They eaten. Good enough for me, okay. But Drake has now come around and thrown Michael as a reference in several of his songs, going so far as to say, Uncertified Lover
0: Boy, that I really am Michael
1: Jackson.
0: (laughs) I I don't think I don't know how anyone can say that when Beyonce is
1: now that's true, and we're still
0: walking and eating. And
1: I'll tell you why he says it. He simply is pointing out his pop appeal and his effective on the effectiveness on the billboard charts. We do billboard trivia here. We hope to empower listeners of the Black Jackson estate to get some perspective on why Michael is the king of pop. And he has a amazing track record on the billboard charts from the beginning of his career. Everything that he did Motown and beyond charted now did all of the songs on the album chart sometimes sometimes not but
0: he really had some staying power and that's what you want he had a true legend he had staying power in a period of time when the charts weren't just the charts you had the black charts where because they won't even gonna let you compete over here that's and that's why i'm like the comparisons between michael and, and artists today is almost it's unfair. I feel like a that's the bit. stupid. It's not even just unfair. It's the. It's got to be one of the dumbest sort of comparisons because in order to do a true comparison, we would need to say that everything has been the same. Everyone started on the mm-hmm. same level, the same footing, and it's like not, nah, not quite, folks. Like so, you have to you have to dig deeper. So if you're running the numbers, the numbers are going to fool you into thinking someone may be quote unquote greater or better because. They are not formulated in the same time, space, period, or under the same conditions, i.e. racism 2.0 and racism with the dogs on you. Michael,
1: Janet, Prince, Madonna, Stevie, Marvin, Diana, these people did not have music readily accessible from your bedroom. We had to get up and go get it.
0: Yeah, and that's a different if, world altogether. If, if that's it's just a different world.
1: Our generation, we are the first people who were able to go online and say, "Oh mom, look, I found this version of Debarge." I pulled up a Silvers album and played it for my mom. She hadn't heard that shit since 74.
0: It's like, is the question. If Thriller were in the streaming world, if 1984 were, a stream, 1882 were, were a streaming world, how many more records would it have? So you can't, that's what, and I say that to say it's a, these are dumb sort of um, comparisons because they just don't work in different. In different time, in different periods of time, and but like like you said, you don't. All you need to do is pay your. If you're a student, you pay what four ninety nine a month, and you get unlimited access to all the little music you want and the videos. You don't have to actually buy it. Like there was a time when you had to get up if you wanted it, get up, go out, go to the store. You better have your money ready, and you can go purchase it. And you better hope it don't get scratched up. You don't drop it. You don't break Mm -hmm. it because guess what? You need to go get another one now. You don't just, so it's not even the same frame. So they're always bad comparisons, but these guys know because they didn't have to do it. They don't know, but then it's like, well, go learn. And then maybe you can have a more nuanced <laughs> argument it wasn't about that long ago. <laughs> it really wasn't that long ago. You can have a more nuanced and thoughtful argument about who's this or who's that. But if you're just using the numbers and going, well, they got this, it's like, um, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Um, because so buy
1: by your Michael Jackson music, like 1.5 had them hard copies, so she could go play Aaliyah whenever she wanted. Trust me, at some point, your Wi-Fi gonna go down and you're going to want to hear beat it
0: what would kill me was when you had the cd and it would get a scratch but you didn't know it had a scratch and then the next thing you know it would just blank on you you would be singing and it would just be like all you hear is the cd spinning. you 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 are the sun (laughs) you make me shine and we used to beat up some equipment like (laughs) <laughs> like that's gonna fix it. it's Fix it! They're gonna beat it up. Anyway, so <laughs> Drake and Drake and Kanye have, have new music out. If you're interested, oh, because they yeah. some Michael references, I think Drake Drake makes some Michael references in his uh in in the music videos as well. Yeah, he dresses so, up
1: like Michael. He basically CGI's himself on the Michael Jackson. Sometimes
0: he really be looking good, and I was feeling it in this uh, way too sexy video. If so you out into light
1: drama. bright and damn
0: near white, Ooh, Drake. baby. <laughs> and I do like my white skins. <laughs> Aubrey call me user one I'm not Who's Aubrey next? call me um, Next we are moving on Uh, YouTube. We're going to have a very Succinct moment To talk about user two's twitter User two take it Tell the people what it is uh, Can you interview me
1: <sighs> Turn the news music up User one point we, five got, We've got Please. breaking news
0: folks We've got If you breaking, have any questions news. you want to ask me if This is the time to do it breaking news user two. we have an exclusive you heard it here folks first and you will only hear it here exclusive interview with user two of the black jackson estate her personal twitter was recently um confiscated by the twitterati and they took it and they told her she could not get it back and we want to give her an opportunity to share her side of the story because twitter doesn't let you do that they just they just they just do their thing so user two how are you how are you feeling how did it feel when you logged in that moment you tried to go into twitter and you got that message that said "Uh uh-uh
1: well I'll tell you
0: it was heartbreaking
1: I had just gone somewhat viral over a Lenny Kravitz tweet and it was a moment of me giving praise to Lisa Bonet oh it was the picture of Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa together my god and the brotherhood that they share in being Eskimo brothers, um, and I was just giving giving her props for securing the bag on both of those, okay, because they're beautiful. Um, and Janet posted some new material, some a snack, you know. Again, where if you're in the Jan fam, this lady feeds us breadcrumbs. Okay, you better hope it's a touring year. Otherwise, you get nothing, all right? you're not gonna get you're not gonna get much of anything because you know what? She's raising Issa. fine. Do what you must. Uh, and so she posted the material on Instagram uh, and then she brought it over to Twitter maybe two hours later or something like that. Or maybe my algorithm held on to it for a little while and then threw it at me on the tweets. and I responded. No, don't. I responded to Janet, quote, or something like, Nah, don't come over here after I got all my good jokes off on Instagram. Dame el diamante negro rapido. Which means give me the black diamond. Rapidly. To Twitter, it means you're banned. How did you feel about that? Well, I'll tell you why discrimination and uh, 30 seconds. Here's what I'll say. I will be redeemed. I will get my Twitter back. (laughs) Um, Do not type the word Negro and a celebrity's (laughs) name because they will flag it as racism. And I, a Negro, would never tweet another Negro calling them a Negro. But if I had called her a Negro. She is a Negro. I rest my
0: case. And you heard it here first, folks. User 2's initial and only interview regarding her Twitter suspension. We'll be updating you on the progress of maybe getting that account reinstated. But for now, it's gone. And if you want to reach her, where can they find you? Do you want them to know now? Or are you You in can't hiding?
1: find me.
0: She I'm a political prisoner. Now, here's what I'll say. I do have a burner account. That's what the people want to know. Are you going to share that with them? What is it? I'm not going to share it. I want it to be a
1: surprise. The fans that know where I am, you found me. The ones who don't know where I am, don't come looking for me. Or if you do, I might let you through the game. You know, I'm
0: being real. You guys are pretty good investigators. So if you really want to know, I know you'll figure it out. If
1: you do, I have really good Randy and Janet jokes happening behind a protected account. She can't even see what I'm saying anymore. So before she got the chance to block me, (laughs) I blocked her. Okay. But I will get my Twitter back at Ashley K. Blue. No cap.
0: Mark her words. Um, that's, that's something we'll be monitoring folks. Loosely monitoring. Um, We're moving on. User 2, take it away. Do you have an update for the people?
1: This is the part of the podcast where we give you an update on Taj Jackson's progress to goal for the GoFundMe documentary, The Truth Runs Marathons, meant to defend his uncle, Michael Jackson. In episode 21, Taj was 30.62317% to goal. As of the recording of today's podcast, Taj Jackson has raised 30.7421% of his total funds, meant to reach $777,000 on GoFundMe. Taj has seen an increase of $925 since our last recording. And that's it. And we're good?
0: We're at 30%. 30%, 30% to go. We're just still. Still. Y'all know what time it is. It's one of our favorite segments of our show, and it is Billboard Tribute Time. I'm really excited about this because we had some really good songs that were doing their things on the charts in the month of September. First of all, Bad, the album, peaked at number one on September 26, 1987 will you be there peaked at number 7 on 91193 so will you be there peaks at number 7 and this is the billboard hot 100 on September 11th 1993 you are not alone peaks at number 1 it being michael's last number 1 on the hot 100 it peaks at number 1 9111995 which is crazy that those that date is also this you know whatever for michael's for the songs that have peaked um i just can't stop loving you is a number one hit set that peaked at number one on september 19th 1987 human nature peaked at number seven on september the 17th 1983 and then another part of me peaked at number 11 um on september 10th 1988 michael michael was running these charts in september um we are really excited for what we have next which is our first fanfic readout we're super 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 excited to debut our fanfic we've been talking about it and the reason we wanted to do is because it's such a (laughs) it's actually a really big segment of the fan community just doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of discussion out in the open and the fanfic ranges you know from different sorts of ideas and topics so join us for our black jackson estate fanfic corner Um, And this week, we are highlighting um, a story written by one of our favorite people in the Michael Jackson fan community, Q. We love Q. First of all, we could write a fanfic about Q.
1: Yeah. um, We love him. I've learned so much just by watching his Instagram, like the food exposure to what's going on in Perth,
0: loving it. We, I want us to, we really want to come stay at Q's house and we want to, we, <laughs> knew, can we come? First of all, we do, we leave this country when we can, even though the last couple of years have been whatever, but we would really like oh, to come here and we it's just like told part. them we love it. Here. we And
1: I'm proud to be here <laughs> in America.
0: Sorry. We love it here, but we would like to get out every night again. Okay, here's the thing. We are very self-sufficient. If there is a place that sells food, we know how to we know how to go. Just tell us where. We'll we'll feed ourselves, but can we stay with you? We just want to be around you. But anyway, this is Q's fanfic and we love it. And user 2, you and I both read it and we really love the vibe that it was giving off. It just gave off a very different sort of almost like an esoteric abstract sort of vibe but it was mature michael vibe what's the name of the story again the name of this story is artist immortal and you're going to share a little bit with us and then if you guys want to read it outright we can't we can't we'll have to get q's permission but we certainly uh we'll we'll try and and get that for you and make sure that it is uh, available
1: yeah if he is cool with sharing it we'll share it if not Enjoy this reading of Artist Immortal by Q. Gabriel Smith, coming from Perth, Australia. He turns from the ocean and begins walking down the flagstone pathway towards the sprawling gardens at the southern end of the grounds, the sweet smells of the blooming abundance of flowers enticing him closer as the trees overhead sway slightly leaves of all colors floating down to the fertile earth like the ideas that are drawn to him his shiny buckled boots rhythmically tapping the stones as he walks his heart is full of accomplishments yet sad for the creations that he will not bear witness to even though his years are not great in number He knows his time here is near an end, but he smiles, grateful for all that he has been blessed with. The modern marvels he has witnessed. His students that will continue his legacy by inspiring others through selfless giving and beautiful creations. The work he will leave behind again to bring joy to the world.
0: Wow, folks. And that is, that's it. That's all you can get from us. If you want to know what happens before and certainly how it ends, drop us a message. We're going to try and see if we can get that released. If not, Q, thank you so much for sharing your fanfic with us. We've got a really awesome fanfic a multiple fanfic writer coming up next week and we're excited to share that that with you we're going to share one of their marquee stories and um we'll also show you where to go to read it um and get a flavor for it yourself michael jackson fanfic writers lovers hit us up email us share that fanfic with us tell us where we can find it because we'll read it i love fanfic yes Um, give us all of it we want to hear
1: the range the gamut every genre of my Jackson fan genre. Fate. Give it to us. Q really descriptive work there. You guys give us your best material.
0: Give it to us. Give us your best. And maybe we'll even write a little something, something. Ha <laughs> Aha. Uh-huh. Y'all didn't, y'all weren't even ready for that. But share with us. And you know what? We'll be sharing with you. How about that? We'll be sharing with you. So we're moving on. I know you guys are like, what is this show about? They have not said yet. We are so excited to finally do what needs to be done in this fan community and let's have a real conversation about the Virgos, the iconic musical Virgos that are Michael Jackson and the one and only Incomparable. I'm, I'm gassing her because she's Black and she's female and she is doing the thing right now, today, Miss Beyonce knows. We are crossing these two artists who have shown and given so much to the world, to their fans, to people who hate them. People who hate them eat off of them. That's how you know you big. When the people who love you, you can eat off of them. And the people who hate you, they eat off of you. And we love them both. So we want to shout some love out to uh, Michael Jackson and Beyonce. It's a Virgos Takeover episode. Um, we're going to just go through some ideas and thoughts we have of how they're similar, how they're not alike, what we love about each artist, what we could do without or maybe both artists. And But overall, it is a love letter to these two beautiful, amazing incomparable. You cannot measure their impact enough. Black artists who have graced this world with talent never seen before and never to be duplicated and that's facts jack on both ends so i'm really excited how do you guys feel about i just want to just want to start the conversation a 1.5 with how do you feel about the constant uh it almost is like an antagonistic relationship between some elements of the michael jackson fan community and some elements of the beyonce fan community what are your thoughts on that well, you know, I'm not gonna say anything bad about Beyonce because we have the same birthday and also different years, same birthday. Um, but also because I like how you had to make that clear. Yeah, I had to make that older than than now Beyonce's been <laughs> <laughs> she just turned how so women she I feel like she's been there now for a lot of years. That's what I'm she, saying. So she just whatever, turned forty this year. So like that's that's a that's a great number. Great. She looks great. Yeah. Let's go on and give her, her props now. And she she looks great. Age, she is Saying she is at this point, she looks wonderful. Okay, she looks wonderful. Clear, she wasn't born nine four eight six. That's all. Nine four eight one. She y'all heard it in the song. Eighty one. So she says. So you know. And also, I don't need the Beehive with their little bumblebees underneath none of my shit. So I'm not saying nothing bad about Beyonce. Uh, I don't like the. I don't like the. Um, uh, as far as Michael and Beyonce go, I don't like the fans who try to tear down Michael and, you know, or tear down Beyonce to say that one was greater than the other. They are two very different artists from two very different eras. And I think that they had so much respect for each other. And so I loved their relationship or, you know, what we could see of it um, when Michael was here. And so I love I love Michael, I love beyonce, and I think that if they had the opportunity to do something together past uh, what more can I give and past um and past um no, I don't think Michael was on what's going on. he wasn't on the what's going on um thing for Haiti. no, that was Janet, so it. Right. So, so, I mean, past what more can I give if they had had the opportunity to do uh, a duet or something like that? I think it would have been awesome. And I think it would have been a marriage of two eras and two different styles of music and two different, um, two different generations. And I think it would have been amazing. So I think I think that instead of selling Drake, that little D dad, we should have seen if we could get beyonce to sing on i just can't stop loving you and threw that on one of their essential albums and then maybe i would have bought it because i can keep mine the same thing over and over again i feel like that would have been good like you, the same way beyonce not say say the idea with, with jumping into Lose, uh the closer uh, i get okay. to You." No, I'm sorry. You were, it was like glitching or something. Uh, Say that that on again. Okay. Did you hear any of what I said? All I heard was the same way. And then I didn't hear the rest of that sentence. Oh, so I really think that the estate, if they could do something nice for us, which I know they really hate to do. um, If they could have gotten Beyonce to do, I just can't stop loving you getting her vocals on that. Yeah. I mean, she, she's, I don't want to say anything bad about Beyonce. Um, you know, there there are stronger vocalists, but I think, as from a pop perspective, from a pop standpoint, and from a an a album selling standpoint, Beyonce would have been a good choice for something like that, or even to to cover a verse on uh, Heal the World or something like that. Uh, the way that Deborah Cox and um, uh, Maya and them did at the, the the 30th anniversary, where they each took a verse, so I think even something like that would have been great. Um, because Beyonce is, is, she's very popular and she's, you know, pop R&B, depending on which era Beyonce you, you know, have find to be your favorite. Uh, Sasha Fierce, Beyonce is kind of, you know, that era is my favorite Beyonce, but you know, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think that would have been a good choice. Well, Uh, I think it's not going to do anything for us. They're not, they're not. No, if if you want it, they will go the opposite direction. Maybe we should start telling them what we don't want. Saying we don't want it, but we really want it. And then maybe no, I'll give then it to you I y'all said y'all didn't want it. Remember? <laughs> but but what, I, what I really like is that, so someone might say, why is Saida Garrett on I Just Can't Stop on You? She's not the best vocalist to choose from. But I think put the star power of a Beyonce just paying homage to Michael and being on a track like that in like a duet form. I think that would be really cool um but um say la vie. I mean listen I don't know what the estate does in their spare time besides pick their nose um and and then 85 us off uh you know I don't know but anyway user user two what do you think how do you how do you read this kind of like high key low key disrespect from each fan community towards these these artists who are iconic both of them
1: I think it's goofy
0: first of all
1: I'll make my alliance clear. I am on a lower rung of the beehive. When I say that, I mean, I love Beyonce. I know most of her music. There are some albums of hers that I just pretend don't exist. And that's why I say I'm on a lower rung. Because there are some four Sasha Fierce. Y'all can have that. I'm very much a b day lemonade beyonce self-titled type of so the you're girl.
0: more you're more of an r and b beyonce fan than the, the pop side very much and country beyonce big
1: fan yeah. of country beyonce
0: well, i we'll get into this later, but I think beyonce really started to shine when she stopped trying to pop herself to whatever it was metric goals she had for herself, yeah, I think. But we're gonna get into that later. But yeah. but let's get into that later. But, but the fans, the fans, the fans, the fans. I the fans. think
1: um I just think it's it's goofy. First of all, it's very clear that they both were fans of each other and liked each other as individuals. So anything from there, I kind of just think is goofy. Like they literally had no beef. It was I wonder if she'd be reading love. the comments
0: i wonder if she reads the comments like these people are crazy
1: like i mean people people say much crazier stuff about beyonce outside of that but you know uh the beyonce the drake conversation as far as statistics are concerned that is where you can try to compare them whether it's fairly or not um You can use those numbers and reference them. Some people cannot even be in the conversation at all. And Beyonce very clearly has hit all of the metrics. Um, And she's, uh, excuse me, she's also still suffering from a lot of the things that Michael suffered from. And I think she is probably the last of a generation where Mm -hmm. she listened to what the legends were saying. Yeah, and she's followed their advice, and she's kind of put that into practice. We don't really get to see that much, so um, yeah, I I think I think it's kind of goofy to act like that's a problem.
0: The fans are problematic, and I'll I'll tell you why on just a basic level. This is the Black Jackson Estate. We're talking about two black artists who have uh, achieved things in their career that are were either unprecedented and never happened before. Um, and they are both artists from the same vein because they are artists that literally one doesn't exist without the other by admission of the second and from the former's perspective it seemed at one point if you wanted to give him an award he wasn't going to accept it unless Beyonce was the one presented to him so he had so much clear admiration and respect for this woman and so it's like how do y'all f- how, why is it why is it expedient to tear either one of them down like where do we get once we do that and black people we need to stop doing that we really do well we i don't think it's, it's just black so people Well, I'm talking, but I'm talking to to the Negroes.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. We
0: can set our sights on other people to absolutely go after. But when we go after each other, it's just gross unnecessarily. I'm not talking about when it's like, okay, let's, you know, say what you need to say. And, you know, let's not, we're not, we're not defending anybody crazy, but the, at the same point, it's like, why are we? Why? Why do we need to do this? Why do we need to tear each other down? Like, and after we do that, and we've done someone else's job because they were already working on tearing us down. After we do that job for them, then what are we left with? You sitting there looking like boo boo. Well, a lot of times too, that happens when you don't have any. Uh, when you your argument is not sound, or your argument is not together, um, so you resort to mudslinging. Right, you throw stones to hide your hands because your argument's not sound. So you know to say like, "Oh, Beyonce didn't like Michael, or Michael didn't like Beyonce," or but uh, you know, there's no. That validity to those statements. So what do you go? Oh, well, you know, that's when we start tearing the other artists down. Well, she sold more of this and she or he did more of that. At the end of the day, good music is good music. Art is art. And you like what you like. Um and so to to and and the the thing about Beyonce and, and Michael that I will say and we'll probably get into this later is that they both have reached this iconic almost superhuman status within many communities and we see what happened to Michael when he hit that point you know it 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 all came tumbling down you know um and I think Beyonce learned from that and she pulled herself away from a lot of the um from a lot of the negativity and a lot of the the you know Beyonce is an icon thing she doesn't engage with her fans too much Aside from posting like Michael. Instagram. I mean they got a lot in common, y'all. They are not dealing with us if they don't if if they don't want to. She doesn't because she know that some of
1: them motherfuckers are crazy. She gives them a lot in a little. So the thing that beyond the one thing that she does, like the new girls, is that she does continue to post content and it won't be like sometimes it's Ivy Park, yeah. Sometimes it might be a song or something some charity something, but usually it's just pictures of her outfit. Real influencer basic. This is my outfit for the day. No caption. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you about a thing you said, 1.5. What do you think it is that makes fans pretend like the evidence isn't there that they were cool?
0: I think that uh i'm gonna say I, well hell i called kathy uh hilton the damn racist last you episode, called right? that lady a racist. <laughs> it wasn't a if line. y'all missed that then go back <laughs> and she cleaned it up at the end but she definitely threw it out hard when you say the r and the t hard like racist it is, it is what it is um it is i what think it is. the problem with a lot of fans Um, who's fans Michael and Beyonce. Okay. Right. Is that they have idolized this person so much that to give any credence or clout to another artist in their mind feels like it would be to diminish whatever their, their particular, that particular artist did. Right. So I can't give Michael props because they're not saying that Beyonce is not the greatest. And in my mind, she's the greatest. So I got to tear Michael down and vice versa. I think that's what the problem is. And, And To to hold somebody in that high of esteem that you can't even give credit where credit is due to someone else is problematic because without previous artists, without, you know, what we call old school artists, none of the artists that we love today would be as great as they are. They needed something, a, a blueprint. You know, Michael was that blueprint for so many artists. And they'll tell you, they'll straight up tell you that it was Michael Jackson. And Beyonce was one of those people. You look at her at her Super Bowl performance that she did with Coldplay. Well, actually, I think it was Coldplay's Super Bowl performance, but she stole the show. Um that she had on the 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 throwback outfit that Michael had. It was uh likened to Michael's Super Bowl performance outfit right? With the two gold bars going across. Um, that's when she did formation. I mean, so very clearly, it was a nod to Michael and respect to Michael. So for her fans to be like, oh my God, said that, like that's why she don't mess with y'all. Y'all crazy. She don't, and you know, and again, I think the fan communities really need to. It's okay to not like the other artists. I think that's okay. That's uh, you don't have to. Why you know why? Why should you have to? You but like it's just the way you know you tear each other the, the other down that I think could just use an, a, an attitude adjustment there. You know, just just re recalibrate that and bring it down and relax a little bit, okay? And really enjoy what you can from each. I don't think you have to love everything Beyonce has done. If you're a woman. And you ain't never been in a situation, every woman been in a situation where single ladies was applicable or who run the world. Like, if you didn't feel empowered by some of the stuff she's done, Michael ain't never do that for you as a woman. Michael never do that for me as a woman. How could he? He was too busy saying we are not his lover. And, um, God, you know, somebody wants us to talk about how Michael, his his complex relationship with women. But, like, you talk about, they just give you different things. And why can't we embrace that? I want it all. I ain't trying to throw nobody's uh, catalog of work out. Um, I want it all and out what I don't want, i leave, but I I want it all if I can have it. So it's just interesting those, those, these fan communities that kind of go that way, which kind of leads us into the thing that I think both of you hit on, which is that the fan communities do this thing, but in Michael's lifetime, and since he's been gone, Beyonce, it's clear that they had a real, I love you relationship with each other. That doesn't even seem to be questionable. Every time that man could, he had his arms wrapped around that woman's waist. Every single time. Now, in, in his defense, he liked a lot of PYTs. He did the same thing with Britney Spears. He loved a beautiful woman. Now, the way he grabbed yeah. Beyonce every time he was near her. He would touch Britney like, Yes. But
1: he would do so <laughs> cautiously with Beyonce. It was like it was in a tablet. It was yeah, like we already uh-huh. hugged in the back and yes, I'm a hug we you again in front of everybody.
0: In front of everybody, girl because you smell so good, 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 good. <laughs> he wanna know what she smells. Like. <laughs> <What> is- <laughs> But he he could not keep his hands off of this woman. I watched the clips. I was like, I I mean, he would. I mean, he pulled. Her Are in. we gonna
1: talk about that now, or is that later? Because I want to. If we're gonna do it, let's talk about it. No, we're gonna do it now. Okay, Michael. Clearly, do you have have you? Um, damn, I didn't scroll through to see if you had that Puff Daddy clip about the time he went to the Puff Daddy party. Yeah, that's what you're gonna clip at the
0: beginning. But yeah, you can talk about ah,
1: it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the beginning of the podcast, you hear Puffy talking about how michael orchestrated being at a party as long Mm -hmm. as beyonce was there now we heard about him doing something similar with halle berry so we know that it's in his repertoire it's not outside (laughs) of the norm
0: did i get invited to this party y'all no we going anyway (laughs) (laughs) or
1: he got invited and he's like is beyonce gonna be there well did he say he wasn't invited so this dude showed up uninvited Oh, he was uninvited.
0: Uninvited. Because, I mean, because Michael didn't go to nobody's stuff. So Diddy was like, nah, I didn't invite him. You know what I mean? And he, Diddy didn't know him like that. So he's like, I didn't invite him. But he, this dude said, somebody said, well, you know, I think Beyonce gonna be at Diddy's party tonight. He said, Diddy who? Who's that? Let's like go. Daddy. But he knew who Beyonce was, though, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> then ask about cheeks. Kelly or Michelle. No, he said the other girls, are they gonna be there? I don't care about that. Beyonce. Didn't say Destiny's Child.
1: He said no. Beyonce,
0: you know, and that's I mean, I just think that's so cool. Those are the humanizing moments of Michael that he was clearly smitten. What sort of man shows up at a party unannounced for a woman,
1: the king of pop,
0: if he's not smitten to some degree? I think he really had a lot of respect and just some, you know, he, listen, he really might have been trying to holler, like get with her. I think he was because puffy's not the
1: only person or should i say brother love is not the only person that's told that story michael Allah went martin. through
0: remember the episode of martin
1: yes <laughs> wow <laughs> <Same> <laughs> him. Yeah,
0: same. Think,
1: that's the question does sean remember that episode of martin brother love All lord right. have mercy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 yeah. I think Michael was definitely shooting his shot in his own way. We all know he was a shy individual, so I think the fact that he was pulling up and then like booking her for shit.
0: But like, like oh, you want to come sing? <laughs> you want to be on? What more can I give? Because I have more to give. To uh, you I'm getting an award, um, and I could tell them you want to give <laughs> it to me. I could tell them that I will only show up. Are you going to be there? I believe You're going to really be there? You're going to be there? I fully believe he did that. Like, okay, I will come get this little Bambi award. I don't even know what that is. But you better get Beyonce there to give it to me.
1: No disrespect to whoever the native lands of the Bambi award are, but oh, come on. It wasn't that that is not an award that you travel across, <laughs> across the globe for at that time in Michael's life. He had kids.
0: You do when you want to grab some of the tea? No, where he dangled the the baby. No, um, (laughs) hold on, wait a minute. Uh, I feel like blanking getting dangled shows up at least once an episode.
1: We gotta stop saying the baby
0: because (laughs) he was a baby at the time. He
1: was, (laughs) but it takes away his his it's, madness no it takes away his humanity like it yes okay. it was a baby but we'll it will call
0: what he put blanket yeah. over the exactly. we put blank. no thing. that was blanket at the time yeah that was He put blanket, blanket over I the balcony he blanket. He over the balcony that was at the bambi award. that was for the bambi's you right maybe he was still high because he had just seen beyonce and he was like i feel like a million bucks oh
1: beyonce's down there <laughs> blanket.
0: i'm sorry michael <laughs>
1: Don't listen to this. Just go about your business. Jeez, oh,
0: he loved her. Yeah, we all. Do. He loved Beyonce. I mean, it's like even when okay. Sometimes at the 30th anniversary, Michael looked like he wanted to take a nap when people were performing. But when Destiny's Child was out there, dude was moving his neck, snapping smiling <laughs> smiling everything he was he was like I'm fully locked in right now I'm locked in pow 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 he loved that woman I know she he told her some stuff Beyonce can you come on the show please did she tell him he wasn't ready for this jelly I I hope I hope she did I hope one time his Beyonce hand went down a little too far and he grabbed her ass cheek and she said uh, 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 I don't think you're ready Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> moving, on. moving on nope
1: I don't no. want that I don't oh. want it didn't sound consensual Beyonce
0: we know you don't do interviews and stuff but just come hang out with us for a little bit it's not a real interview don't nobody know who we are nobody will never find it oh nobody's gonna hear it Beyonce or maybe that'll blow us up I don't know anyway um but truly they had a real love affair and I think it's just so cute because it's unlike any other interactions he had with women um, because Elizabeth Taylor's in her own box, you know. His mother, of course, is in her own box. Diana Ross is in a atmosphere of her own. But then he has this thing with Beyonce, and it's just so cute and endearing. And it's like, why do the fans beef when they clearly just l- really loved each other? And she still shows so much love to him. So we they wanted to, there is, to see it. We saw it with our own eyes. Yeah, some of these time. younger fans are like, it's like you don't even know what was going. Go, you got YouTube. Y'all love YouTube. Go watch it. Go watch yeah, it. Yeah, you guys, probably don't believe Stephanie Mills either, but
1: right. our parents
0: saw it with they their own it. eyes. And while she was cooking him grits and whatever, grits doing
1: his damn laundry and shit. And why not cooking that dude Talking eggs and bacon. Ah, cooking clean for I uh, wish
0: <laughs> the fuck. I probably would have did it for my too. No we can't wait for Stephanie Mills to come on. I have been harassing her. Ms. Just so Mills, y'all know. Please, it's it not for email. trying, y'all. I have been harassing her at this point. They probably blocked me. But here we are. And I will continue to do so in love and respect. But anyway, this is about Beyonce. Here we are. And we want to take it from the top. Humble beginnings. Both of these iconic artists came out of groups that then transitioned to solo careers anybody know did anybody know or remember off the top of their ne- off the top of their head what was the name of the group that beyonce came out of before destiny's child what's the name of that girls group? time you're welcome girls time girls time yeah what
1: up i'm out here how many girls was in that group i think it was like five initially
0: might have been six it was. It was. I think it was definitely more than three. It was enough to line dance. <laughs> the girls was on Star Search. Y'all now, if you don't remember Star Search, what was the dude? Was it Ed McMahon? Ed McMahon. Ed uh, McMahon. On dub.
1: S- he was a dub. He said some really sexist shit to women over the years.
0: Actually, and kids, what, little girls. Timeout. Why when we try to just say something, you have to go. Throw him in the gutter because it's like okay, you want to talk about George Washington? We ain't talking about Ed McMahon. A, we I just saying he, he was. He asked me what
1: it was like. I was gonna say <laughs> we he would just like, say was, George Washington. I'm a big no, be like, oh, but
0: that nigga owned slaves too. No, but we're not talking about him. We really just uh, it, it is. I so, just said what he said. It's Ancillary. We I just, just said, said what he was, said. We're just saying he was the host of the show, Star Search. Ed McMahon, who is probably dead, I just don't know was the host of Star Trek <laughs> yeah, at the time. He
1: been dead for
0: several years. He been years. dead. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, he um, been dead for a while, bro. <laughs> I don't keep up with who dies <laughs> in Hollywood. They don't pay my bills.
1: And yeah, it's
0: been like 10 years at least His star has been dim for a decade, but he was the host of star search. The girls girl time that group Beyonce was in was on the show. And apparently they didn't do well there. They, they ended up not winning that. And that was kind of the catalyst to, to, to for Beyonce, no, for uh, Matthew knows to come into the picture. He becomes the manager and drops people, drops the dancers and creates really just a vocal group this, how old was Beyonce when all this was happening? She was young, young.
1: Yeah, she was like, nine,
0: ten, And then, you know, so, I mean, you really understand, like, how was Michael when he, he became a part of the group? Um, these are kids, these are children who are doing adult things at this point because they working, you know, and they trying to make it into the business. So they, they definitely had these very similar startups, being a part of a group, being a part of a child group. Um, and what I thought was interesting was that, I learned, and I didn't know this, that the, the Destiny's Child, they were kids. They were taking vocal lessons during the summer and rehearsing every single day. And they'd go to school, and then they'd rehearse at night after they got home from school, and they'd perform on the weekends. And I was like, aha, this sounds a lot like somebody else we know with the Jacksons. But I think Joe had them boys, uh, they were actually working while doing school.
1: Yeah, but Matthew had Beyonce and the girls in the park running a mile in heels. So who had I, it harder? Who
0: well, I mean, so Joe was harder, moving
1: the bricks or running a mile in heels. I'm gonna say run, the hills for the sure. The
0: hills is definitely I'm I'm talking about this though. We gotta go to this club tonight and be in school tomorrow morning. Yeah, Matthew wasn't
1: on that shit. Ooh. I mean, Beyonce's two parent household versus Michael's two parent household is vastly different. Very different.
0: Yeah absolutely
1: first of all beyonce's family is from texas h-town to be exact they got space they got a front yard a nice backyard and a lot of rooms inside at least four how many rooms was in joseph house
0: two oh man yeah they it was, it they was had a little front
1: yard a little backyard
0: it was in a little box house yeah i mean very different upbringings in the sense i don't know what did what did matthews know what did matthew knows do professionally at this time what was what was what was that he was
1: like an engineer or something like you know real cookie cutter shit and that's very different from a crane operator yeah and tina had was a small business owner she had a hair shop (laughs)
0: And let's also say, but here's where they did parallel. Um, She was doing the clothes for the girls the same way Miss Katie was doing the clothes for the boys. So they were both being dressed by their parents. They were both being managed by their fathers, dressed by their mothers. Um, Lots of overlapping here, but also very, very different. And I think that those early differences show themselves very clearly by the time we get to Beyonce's maturation, but also what Beyonce and her family end up having is the benefit of seeing what happened to Michael.
1: Yeah. And I think all the parents of these uh, individuals are from the South. So Matthew Knowles is from Alabama, Tina, Louisiana, as the song goes, Uh, Michael's parents, Arkansas and Alabama. Not, not big difference. Between these communities, and even a shared community between Matthew and Miss Catherine. So there's a foundational knowledge amongst those parents about what they're up against. Now you have Tina and Matthew, who are successful, even entrepreneurs in the early, late 80s, with two young girls, uh, and they've got this superstar. Michael and Janet to reference when their daughter says she wants to be a star and they took Beyonce to Michael Jackson shows so as a kid she saw him live something a lot of youths are never gonna be able to say she's in the club
0: she's got the material when, when did she see him live Ooh. aside from being a grown grown woman I can't, like, I can't well, even remember I, have to I know she talks up. about how much They had her listening to his stuff so she could learn, you know, the stuff he did as a kid with Motown. So when she was a kid so to learn. Um, But that's kind of cool. I didn't know that she was uh, she was actually going to the shows um, when, you know, prior to her actually entering into the business, big, you know, getting signed and entering into the business.
1: Yeah, I think I I have to go find it. But Matthew says uh, at some point he told a story about he took Beyonce to see Michael. For sure, made that shit happen. We just gotta find out which tour it was.
0: Yeah. Did y'all get to see the I sent a clip? Did y'all get to see the clip of her performing with Girls Time?
1: Oh, it's embedded in my brain.
0: Well, user two. What 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 vibe did you get from that? Like I got I got some real my early Michael Jackson vibes from her time as a young kid really kind of giving her all in this group
1: yeah there are beyonce videos of her singing solo and singing with girls time there's plenty of videos because she was such a competitive kid um and very young just knowing how to take command of a stage either by herself or surrounded by other folks and I just think she did her homework. There's a clip of them singing "Who's Loving You," Beyonce, Kelly. I'm not sure if it was um, Latavia and what's that? The girl's name? What's the original? Destiny Shell.
0: No, that's it. Um, Latavia La-toya and what's the other... okay.
1: Latoya and Latavia? My bad. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Kelly and Beyonce were definitely still there. It might have been. Latavia and Latoya I think so Uh, but they knew the influence of the Jackson 5, Michael Janet very early on and incorporated that into their auditions and all of that and they said they sang Who's Loving You to audition in a lot of labels as girls time and they kept getting turned down
0: but it was a great, it was a pretty, they were solid, it was like five little girls singing that and it sounded good but that's hard, man, Michael. Yeah. That Michael singing as a that kid coming into Motown before the industry got him and put the, its hooks in him, like that kid singing. Just that Gary Indiana kid singing some of these songs is like you can't top it. You can't. And people have it in their head. So when you try to sing it, it's difficult because we're like, well.
1: And, and it's also like it was before he knew what he was doing. Right. It was just so it was just everything inside of him. That's it. Mm-hmm. And So when you get little Beyonce, who is now studying that
0: like yeah. us
1: and is like, all right, boom, I'm gonna go execute that right now with the homies. She she's She's got a great foundation. You cannot ignore that it was there nah, from she, the jump
0: she she was she was her and her parents they were checking the right boxes at the right time and so she gets off on a good foot and uses as her backdrop like you said her blueprint a young michael jackson and that's why you i think that's why you end up getting the product you have today because her foundation is solid she wasn't it was very intentional it was very you know very intentionally executed from her point and from her parents' point of view, like they knew what they were trying to mold her into to create. So many other people were doing the same thing. Just all of them didn't, it didn't pop for everybody. It popped for her. And um, she was 15 years old when she ended up getting signed to Columbia Records when Destiny Child signed. And I think sometimes we forget, like she really is an industry kid the same way Michael was. Um,
1: and did, even the exact same even, way. Yeah. I was going to say, Eden, she, she got it harder than them because you have to think the Jackson five were like lightning in a bottle where they did the, they set the path that Beyonce thing goes on where uh, much like uh, most of the Motown artists and uh, artists like Aretha Franklin and Gladys Knight, who grew up on the Chitlin circuit um, on the gospel side of the circuit first. If you don't start on the gospel side of the start. If you don't start on the gospel side of the circuit and you want to pop in this particular area, you need to compete, be visible because there's no Instagram, there's no TikTok. You, You have to physically go put yourself in front of people so that the word of mouth can travel. And somebody hopefully prayerfully is going to ask you to come audition. And the Jackson five mm-hmm. did this thing where they checked off all those boxes really quickly without really taking any L's early on. And like they hadn't auditioned for a ton of record labels before.
0: Barry Gordy no, and Motown were they like, got to Motown, yeah.
1: yeah. Now Beyonce has this different experience where she starts out. We see by the time we see her doing shit like um, star search, they've, they've had their act together for a little while and they've been honing it. So that time period between her being like 9, 10 and then finally getting on at 15, I'm sure she thought she was a grown-ass woman by then because she spent five years trying to get on. Perfecting it enough just to get the right song at the right time. Um, so she she had a and- lot of opportunity to watch.
0: And what I found interesting was that just like Michael, just like the Jackson 5, these girls ended up dropping out of school and getting tutors in the ninth grade um, to really focus in on (laughs) a career in music, which I think is such a leap for any parent. And you can imagine the conversations that were had at night at the dinner table between mom and dad about whether to do this, because it is no guarantee. This is a risk you are risking it for this. And you are taking our children out of school. And I just thought that was such an interesting thing that happened necessarily for you, for us all to enjoy what we enjoy today from these artists. But I don't even think, can you even, I mean, but this, this is to user, to user two and user 1.5. Can you even wrap your mind around it? Like, Thinking that your child has this much potential and talent to say the thing that I'm pretty sure is a path to success, I'm gonna drop it and and have you do it in a different way. You're still gonna be educated, but just in a different way. So that you can pursue this thing that I can't see the end game. I can't, I don't know it's gonna work. Like that's to me, that's just that's that's such a leap of faith. So there's a quote I found
1: from Beyonce where she says, I grew up upper class private school my dad had a jaguar we're african-american and we work together as a family so people assume we're like the jacksons but i didn't have parents using me to get out of a bad situation now when she said that i don't think that was a diss to joseph and Catherine. i think joseph knew that those kids were good enough to really change their life
0: matthew oh let me but, but let me add this, this piece before you even go into that, what Matthew was doing. Maybe you weren't getting that. Maybe your parents didn't to get a bad situation, but they certainly were able to use you to get to a better one.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a common ground, right? Like, ultimately, there is a point where it all evens out. Right. But what Beyonce, I think, is trying to say, and here's the thing. Michael said a lot of times that, He wanted this lifestyle. And we've unpacked that in previous episodes in his autobiography. He constantly talks about this is a decision this is a decision I wanted to make. I wanted to perform at these clubs. I wanted to win the talent shows. I wanted to do the choreography. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But at some point, your parents need to tell you, hey, buddy, you're seven. Like, shut the fuck up and go to bed. Joseph wasn't doing that and a lot of that was due to a sense of urgency because bills was due and they had nine kids in the house two rooms Beyonce's got space to move around and dream she's only dealing with Solange who was pretty cool to have around the house Um, and parents who are giving her space it's not so pressing Beyonce went to school she had very strict routine integrated into that, but it wasn't the same stakes that the Jacksons had. So um, it allowed, I think that's why Beyonce is still so creative and why we have to give her space to, you know, dream up her little, her her eras as they come, like any other artist. But Beyonce is very much, she needs a safe space and she's going to give you some fire shit. And Michael and his brothers were truly performing under pressure like a strip club that's a lot of pressure i don't know what else you call that
0: that's pressure that's pressure no i know and i agree and i think when you when you have two fam obviously these two families were not the same right and we know that very different um you almost can have a lot more respect for joe because how much harder was it not having it as economically um, easier, you know, economically, it wasn't easier for him. He still had to, he was still working in between all this crazy stuff. These, he had these kids doing, these kids were doing to advance their career. He's still going to work these crazy shifts. He's still, and he is the breadwinner. There is no, you know what I mean? I I think that we, we've talked about, um, you know, him being the very, in the very traditional sense of the, the man brings home. Um, and he had a lot of heads. He had a lot of mouths to feed. Um, But, um, and that that bleeds us into what we're talking about now with these two fathers and their similarities and their differences, very different in what they had to do in order to get there. And there was no, well, I should say this, there was definitely a blueprint for Michael beforehand, but not in the way that there was for Beyonce with Michael. Like this is a proven blueprint to international unbelievable stardom. If you can pull it off, Michael didn't really have that. He had the blueprint of the Mills brothers or of a Frankie Lyman or these other small acts or these kid groups or whatever, but they were never what he ended up becoming. Beyonce got to use what he ended up becoming. Start from, start from that starting point and then move forward. And um, it doesn't diminish her. It just means you now, that's what you want. Like every single person, we all benefit from someone else knocking down some doors and some walls. Um, and that's just, that's just what it was with Michael. Um, she was able to see that and do that. And their fo- and the same way. And Matthew knows was likewise able to see what Joe did. What worked, what was not good, you know, and he wasn't in the same situation as this man. So he definitely didn't have to duplicate him in every way.
1: Agreed. He just had he had corporate America structure that you can kind of move around a, a lot differently than a steel mill, for sure.
0: Right, like it literally. If those boys failed, that was the family's ruin almost. Whereas if Beyonce and them failed, it, or if Beyonce failed, I don't know that it would have been the family's ruin. It just would have been, uh, well, this is this was a, just a, a failed venture, you know. Would have
1: had to keep going to work. That's all.
0: Yeah, it just it been a little different, but certainly big sacrifices on both ends. So they're, 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 they're both child stars. They both have fathers who are very involved. Um, what we don't hear from Beyonce is the some of the abuse that Michael says he endured at the hands of his father. Um, and I think that does definitely make a difference. Um, and what we see, you know, come from both of these artists, uh, because their fathers were so involved, how they viewed their fathers and how they felt their fathers treated them, was we kind of was, was going to be big. And so I think those that 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 becomes a difference. I've never heard Beyonce, and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of give the jabs that Michael felt he had to give to his father as it concerned what he went through as a child star.
1: Out loud? No, I think Beyonce, Beyonce has been somewhat vocal about how her parents divorce in her adulthood affected her. And um, I don't know if she's ever addressed the outside children that her father has had, like on the record. I think she's addressed it indirectly, maybe not directly, Uh, much like I don't think Michael and Janet have ever mentioned Giovanni's name in the sibling lineup when somebody asked them how many sisters and brothers they have. So, um I think Beyoncé has skated around it uh quite masterfully to be honest, like it's a it's a line in the sand that people know and they just don't bother her. In the music that she sings and and some of it that she writes or at least co-writes with other people, um she usually speaks lovingly about her daddy. And the things that he taught her, things that she's learned from him, things that her daddy told her she ain't gonna do and she should do, and don't take this from a man, and da, da, da. Uh Matthew, or at least the concept of a father in Beyonce's music, is a lot more positive. Uh Michael speaks about fathers in a much more general sense. He so, definitely don't talk about Joe really teaching him nothing in his music. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, and I think it like so. We, we, I think you hit the nail on the head with at least another cross reference that I, I hadn't really thought about. They both had to deal with their parents, how they felt about their parents and their upbringing. Clearly, they both had similarities in that the mother was the nurturer, which is typically what you see, and the father was more the taskmaster, disciplinarian. And that's how they, th- those, those figures showed their love and devotion to you, but they, they differed in how they were impacted by that manifestation um and uh, um it's interesting you said the thing about beyonce saying you know my parents didn't use me to get out of bad situation because i remember reading somewhere that joe had written a letter to one of his brothers to his brother saying that you know these kids were going to be his way out of the steel mill or something to that effect i have to go back and find it Um, and so that's not, that's not untrue, you know, that, 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 that was, that was seen as a way out. Um, but what I was going to say was really that both of these artists had to deal with and internalize and figure out how to, um, deal with the idea of their fathers being unfaithful to the person that they cared probably the most about, which was their mother. Um, and stepping out and how that impacted I think even the music because Beyonce as a woman saw what was happening to her mother and then as a woman had you know had happened in her own life whereas Michael kind of used it as a way to continue to view women as a male artist who these grown women I'm sure can you imagine how many grown women tried to give it to a young Michael Jackson a 14 year old uh, and I think sometimes we forget that, like, you can see how that happened definitely to Beyonce and Kelly and Michelle, but sometimes we forget this was happening to these boys too.
1: Yeah. And for the boys, it's almost like, oh, it, it was cute. And I mean, the same thing for Beyonce. Like, again, she, by the time she's 15, 16, She wants to dress provocatively. They all wanted to dress provocatively because they were little pop stars. And the line was very different back then. Like Beyonce, Aaliyah, the midriffs. The kids had the tummies out. They were giving body and they probably shouldn't have. That's just the bare facts. Like 15, 16, no, no, no. We didn't need a midriff from none of them. But... I think um, I think Mama Tina did a pretty good job in protecting them from like being exploited
0: over their bodies, but yeah, and she talked about that too. Like, listen, this is for the show at the house. T-shirts and jeans—that's what we do. Like, we we're real regular, and even for the show, I'm um, they not gonna go. But so far, because I don't want them to uh, be out here. You know how black people—I want to out here looking like no hoochie mama,
1: right? And you Tina's know? not gonna. She's not with that, but she also. Mm-hmm let girl young women explore their sexuality safely and you need that right. safe space. Joseph and his management versus Matthew's management. I think the difference there is that Beyoncé had two parents controlling two very important ends. Her dad's controlling the business end and her mother's controlling their um their look. And Michael didn't have that balance. He had his employer and Joseph, and Joseph, they would not really, they didn't really get along at the crib. So his management with theirs, its almost like a embedded conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyonce didn't really have that contentious relationship with her daddy at home. It grew to that later because you know your your daddy just managed you too damn long. That's really what it came down to. At some point, she wanted to start dating. She wanted to. You know, have some privacy and did be she creative
0: write, as a woman. And same did she thing write for her, Michael. Did she write her daddy a letter like Michael did, firing him? How did that go down? Ooh, I ooh, I have to go revisit the Beyonce documentary. You know, I mean, they have so many similarities, but so many differences. She but told so, him so much of an overlay. She told him. She, she told him. Yeah. And
1: and I think the the parallel there is both Michael and Beyonce knew they needed to tell him. Themselves, so they both went to their parents and said, "I don't want you to represent me. I'm done." Yeah, or and they at her. least gave them warnings, and then the attorney sent it. To them. <laughs> that sounds more like a Michael strategy. Like, yeah, Michael probably was like <laughs> Joseph. I'm telling you, you're gonna you're you're gonna look up one day, and I'm gonna be gone <laughs> for real, bruh And sixty days later, he was out of there. And then like,
0: here comes John Brango with a little love letter, like. Um.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was much different for Beyonce. And then also Beyonce had this transition moment where I think Michael was looking for this with Lisa, where he could really merge two kingdoms. Beyonce completed that transition successfully with Jay-Z. One, they were on equal footing Mm -hmm. as competitors. Michael and Lisa, they didn't really have that.
0: So Michael was still way Beyonce was strategic. But it was also personal. Michael was too much strategy, not enough personal sometimes, because it it almost feels like from what Lisa even said about their marriage that he, he really. And we have to remember what he was coming off of when he decided to surprise the world with this little Dominican marriage with him chewing gum at the altar, which is just I don't understand. But he seemed so strategic in how it was going to impact his career that it was like, well, there's also a very personal part. And it seems like Beyonce was able to grow up and remain, maintain some, some semblance of normalcy that we could identify with and that we could appreciate in a way that it became more, less and less evident with Michael as he got older. It was like, bro, you really live in a different world. Um, and you really process things very differently. Whereas we can still look at Beyonce's catalog of music, so much of what she's saying feels it hits right at home, right? Like, one of my favorite songs from her is Resentment Every Woman That Girl Sung That Song. Mine is a similar vein, Ring the Alarm, like Angry Beyonce. Uh huh. Oh. But, you know, just that human space, whereas with Michael, we would get healed the world. And it's like, yeah, we want to heal the world, Michael. But I got some personal things. I need some personal music, too. I don't need to always be in that lane. Like, I need some real personal music. And it felt like as he got older and older, he was less able to relate to us in that very personal way, in a way that Beyonce has been able to do. I
1: think you might be on to something there.
0: And that kind of rolls us into um, what we talked about with them both being these these serious crossover artists. Do you who do you think it meant more to to cross over, Michael or Beyonce? To cross over into a world where you have white acceptance. Wi- white because that's the
1: that's all he saw.
0: Beyonce had black
1: people to look at in a mainstream format. Michael had James Brown. And that's a different type of crossover. Like Fred Astaire and James Brown are two very different influences to have in your world. They don't coexist, unfortunately. They should have, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they didn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Sammy Davis is close as you're gonna get. Yeah. So I cringe a little bit when I see Sammy J- Davis in the Rat Pack. I just be like, okay.
1: he he was really oblivious i think he lacks some self-awareness michael lacked it too beyonce, i think he so, wanted to with this damn tiffany diamond completely lacks self-awareness <laughs> like jesus they all have that moment where it's like they're yeah. doing so great they're such powerful influences but and then you're like mind you that they're human yeah absolutely and, and you got to be careful about you know idolizing people but
0: beyonce michael they make they made some wild decisions. They really did. And, and I agree. I think it meant more to Michael to cross over. I think that was his validation in a way that Beyonce also sought. But then when she realized it was bullshit, she was like, Oh, I'm done. I'm not doing this with y'all no more. Whereas Michael kept trying to do it with them. I want this one to sell more albums. I want this one to do that. And I want, and it's like bruh, they just snubbed you for bad. There's, <laughs> They literally said nothing on that album was worth recognition at the highest level. That can't be. We all heard it. We all saw the visuals. You must be tripping.
1: Yeah, but I also think Michael and Beyonce made em- enemies in the industry where people did not and still do not want to give them credit that their they clearly nope. have earned or that they're
0: contemporaries
1: mm-hmm. their colleagues have earned Um, and they have all of the criteria they hit all of the criteria to, to get those uh, accolades so I you know as much as Beyonce and Michael have they should have twice as much because Absolutely. they've been robbed so and that's, many times and a lot that's of times beyond what they do to Beyonce and they did to Michael they'll give you some token shit
0: mm-hmm. and it, like We'll let Beyonce in, but the rest a of little, y'all
1: niggas got to stay well, behind. Right.
0: Oh, we'll give you a little consolation prize. They, yeah. but that's why it's so important for us to not tear them down because they already have not been done right by the greater, the powers that be, by the industry that they're in. Like so many people in so many different industries. But in this one, you can look at it and see where they have not been treated fairly in relation to what they've given and the impact of their music and the quality of their music and in, in in their visuals. You can see where they have just not been done right. So why are we tearing them down? Like we should be going, nah, y'all did Beyonce wrong over here. You did Michael wrong over here. And we're going to lift them both up because you're not going to act like it doesn't exist and someone else come behind them, steal their stuff, and and you're going to act like they they brought it they brought they they invented it. They they brought it out. No, nah, that's not what happened. So, yeah, they both I think Beyoncé became more comfortable with I'm just going to do the music I want to do and create how I want to without regard to how it's going to be received and brought in to this world. Like forget that. I think Michael still to the very end cared about mm-hmm. how this crossover was how, how he was going to be perceived in the industry. It was still the most paramount thing to him rather than just creating and saying, this is what I have to give you right now. I think the honest, most honest he got with that was history. He was like, listen, this is it. But then by the time we get back to invincible, it's a formula again. Right. Like, And look how long it took invincible to come out. Cause the dude was not, you know, he wanted it to do. I don't know. He probably said I wanted to do thriller numbers. He probably said that out of his, he probably said it.
1: He wasn't in a good place.
0: Beyonce knows how to do
1: self-care better than Michael.
0: Oh, that's without a question. Without a question. But didn't, didn't weren't you telling me that there was a story about how their mom was sure to make sure they were being taken care of in that way as they were coming up? Like going to therapy?
1: Yes. Uh, Miss Tina said she put them in therapy very early. Particularly because she didn't want Solange To have a complex about Beyonce And she said there was a very Short period where Solange was internalizing The attention that Beyonce Was getting negatively And so she put them both in therapy Separately and then did Some together stuff as a family And they kind of kept that tradition And I just don't think Joseph or Catherine Would have been with that shit No No way no Mm -mm. and definitely that was some progressive actions for them to take in the 80s and 90s to be honest so shout out to tina and matthew they did the right thing on that they
0: really did because let me tell you what everyone could use it but certainly when you hit those heights and whatever like you can imagine michael definitely could have benefited from that but that also like you said that's a different time again black people in the 60s and 70s they First of all, you have to be able to afford some things to even talk about what they can maybe do for you when you can't afford it.
1: Not that's know, a for show right on.
0: It's not you even know, an option. Not even a thing. Like it's Not it's, realistic. And it's still very, you know... Taboo today to talk about in our community, like going to therapy. So you can imagine, you take people from a different era where it was seen as unnecessary, weak, or you know, why are you telling your business to somebody? You know, that people really went without something that they could really use. I think Michael uh, fit that mold, and I think at one point he got to a place where he was like, he couldn't trust anybody to go to therapy. Maybe um that it, his business would stay private. I don't know. Um, so that kind of was a thing. I think one thing that happened that was, that, that happened that wanted to happen, both artists wanted to happen was they wanted to be able to move from music into film, but only one was really able to do it well. And that was Beyonce. What do you think, or why do you think? So first of all, some of her movies. So Michael only really did The Wiz. He turned down a role in something else. Cause they, he didn't want them to think he's gay. I can't remember what it was. Um, so Michael only really does of the Wiz. One. Uh-huh. Michael does the Wiz and then he has his own short films, but that's, that's different. Beyonce does, um, Dreamgirls, Obsessed, Cadillac Records, Fighting, Fighting Temptations. Temptations. What else? Uh I think that was all of them, friend. She, d- she does she a quite a few. Yeah, she does a quite a few real big release movies why do you think that beyonce was able to find that success in that in that lane and michael was was unable to do it that's a really good question i think to be honest i
1: think beyonce had has better stamina than michael did or And when I say that, I'm not talking about on stage versus like their performance type stamina. I'm talking about the way that she'll package her press runs so that she can get the most juice out of it. So if Beyonce is coming out, Beyonce is going to properly tease. Beyonce is going to properly drop whether Mm -hmm. we know the date or not. Mm-hmm. She'll have her merchandise ready to go along with it. She'll um, have ticket sales shortly thereafter. She's going to tour. You're going to have the opportunity to come see that live. She might even give you a deluxe. She's going to package those with uh, video, short films, maybe even a whole movie. You never know. Um, and she'll do her full run. And then she stops and she goes home to her family and she does whatever beekeeper shit that she does <laughs> in the Hollywood Hills. Michael didn't have that energy consistently. His planning of events around the shit that he would do. what He didn't have the type of execution that Beyonce had. Like Michael might do a record store signing, but. How you know he did the Virgin Megastore, but man, when was the last time Michael did a record signing before Invincible? Yeah, that, I can't, yeah. probably not since the Jacksons. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was the last one that he did. Thank goodness he did, but he needed to do it in 106 in part. I remember it being so much drama. Is he going to go on TRL and 106 in part? Mm-hmm. And the way that he said, no, I'm not going to do either. He <laughs> no made thanks, everybody come no interview thanks. him where yeah. he was, which I think was at the Virgin store to make sure that his ass actually did the record signing. And you know what? He did everything in that location. Then when he did, we ain't see him again. He did his little Madison Square Garden. Da-da-da michael was not doing promo run he wasn't you know popping up on, on shit doing shit performing at shows he did his couple little shows he did the little instinct joint you know do a little here and there but like he when we would hear michael jackson was performing in the late 90s early 2000s a lot of times it'd just be some sporadic shit like one day he just popped up and did dangerous and we were like what it's like where did he do dangerous that time do you remember that in the in the pleather outfits it was black with the red shirts that nigga just song with dick clark yeah yeah it might have been a dick clark thing that nigga just popped up at the show out of nowhere and did dangerous and it's like what (laughs) where did you just pull this song from 1992 he did nobody asked you to come out and do that and it was cool and he was out of breath he was so
0: tired. I mean, <laughs> who's in, my, you never seen that shit it's in the show? He no. was like, roof. I mean, he feel I feel you, Mike, man. I feel you. But I, I think that when it comes down to the films, the reason Beyonce was able to do it was because, and Michael was not, it's kind of easy to place her. Like first you start her with some, um, start her with music stuff, right? Like, so singing, start her with some singing movies, which mm-hmm. is what they did. And then she's got the, like you said, she's got the appeal. She's got the natural appeal. She's not really that good of an actress, but we can still make a lot of money and probably make our money back by putting her in the movie in a decent role, Um, in a supporting lead um, or whatever role we can make our money back. And so you could do that. I I don't really know how you would place Michael Jackson. And I think that that... And, but he, we also know he was actively turning things down. So that combined with, I think you, you know, he was, I don't know what he was looking for, for himself, but he seemed to be very particular. And I think it would have been hard to like, by the time we get to men in black, that's the perfect role. I could be agent M. M and it's the perfect role because it's almost like a gag y'all said he was an alien y'all said he was weird y'all said you know and then he shows up in men in black which is funny right it's cute um, and he shows up you know as an alien in men in black but I think Michael really has some missed opportunities by being so maybe particular because he, he did have these large stretches of time in between albums where he really could have flexed on some film stuff he but just he didn't, didn't he just didn't. just didn't and Beyonce she 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 has done that she has taken advantage of that and maybe and again maybe this is another area where she was able to see well like I really admire Michael in his career he was unable to unfold here I'm gonna avoid the the missteps he took and make the right moves and go in the right direction and be able to really fully develop because that's just another bag if nothing else I didn't like the movie obsessed it felt like something I had seen before idris was fine but that's a given you know but i wasn't necessarily impressed with her acting i wasn't necessarily impressed with the storyline it wasn't necessarily a good movie but i bet it made budget honey the budget was 20 million and it made 73.8 million dollars. you made the money back but this is not a good movie i mean like i saw it once it was like don't ever show me that again I'm no, good. I don't even
1: think I finished it the one good time. But uh, as a reminder, if you haven't, which one is that? Is that fighting temptations, or that's a different one? That's obsessed.
0: With that's obsessed. Uh huh.
1: And that one was actually good. I think I went to the movies to see that one. Um, you liked it? See, I didn't. I, thought, I wasn't. It, it, the acting's not what you go for, but the plot was pretty cool because she beat up that white girl, and I thought that was pretty cool. That's always cute. Uh, but a good think, a good fight scene is always good. Fighting Temptations has a uh, Michael Jackson reference out the gate with little Chloe Bailey, who just dropped her new music video. Love Mercy, Today, uh, where she plays baby Beyonce and says, I can't marry you. I'm going to marry Michael Jackson. And she runs away or something like that. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: That shit was so
0: cute. She like, like, I think I just have a lot of respect, like just even getting ready for this episode. I probably have more respect for Beyonce and her career and what she's been able to do. Like, I I like the way she's been able to do some stuff. And I think that it it all fits. Now, some random similarities that we have for them that are just not necessarily so cute. They both got sued a lot slash get sued a lot. Michael's still getting sued. Is that just a byproduct of being at the top? They just going to shoot at you
1: yeah no they're just
0: gonna get you i mean they get sued at both of them i mean we know famously beyonce had this lawsuits with her former bandmates um and that was a whole thing and i i think latoya lucky did at one point speak on it in, cool in more recent times are they cool yeah everybody's cool now Oh well good. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they she 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 gets sued a lot. Michael got sued a lot. Neither one of them are the best interviewees. Um but I would think the worst goes to our boy. He just really found a way to what's wrong with sharing your bed <laughs> to add things we did not need. Um, but they, 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 they're, they, they are human, you know, and they show that in the different things that they do. I think the big question, and it's our sign off question. And we want you guys to, to hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, shoot us an email, let us know what you think about this episode and particularly what you think and what your answer would be to this question. User two is Beyonce, the Michael Jackson of her time. Whatever uh, that means,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So first of all, I don't believe in that, and I think it's so weird that we do that to artists. Like, why? Why can't?
0: But Michael- we're gonna answer it. Is okay. she the Michael Jackson of? Not is she Michael Jackson? Is she the space holder for this sort of yes popularity of her time? Correct. She is. I think so. I think that's a fair. That's a fair. Jay Z called her the second coming of Michael, and she might be because she might be the female version of what you got from Michael on the Virgo energy the Virgo, it's that is, Virgo energy. That it's
1: very strong between them, and um, I think that's okay, I, but I think we should not do that to any artist, and particularly, um, trying to make somebody think they need to compete with Michael. But Beyonce had him as an icon from the beginning. So she didn't need us to make that comparison. She knew what the blueprint was. And that's why I fucks with her. It's a little bit of Joe Jackson in Beyonce, if you really think about it. So mm-hmm.
0: and like that's that, that on that. I love I love it. I think she is a one of a kind artist. I think Michael was a one of one of a kind artist. Their influence will outlive it outlives them, them, their physical life. And, you know, that's on both ends. And we hope Beyonce has a nice long life. We hope she certainly exceeds what Michael's life was. And then she just continues to create. She's 40 this year. And so I'm really excited to see what this next phase of her life gives us because we not we shouldn't be getting 20 year old Beyonce anymore, right? And we haven't been. We're going to continue to get a a more, uh, we're going to continue to see her grow. I think that's the thing I love about Beyonce. The growth is there. She doesn't keep saying, oh, I need to keep recreating the wheel. She keeps growing and she's going to continue to do that the same way Michael continued to grow his music. It became more, um, it became more lived, You know, the long the more years you have, it becomes more lived, it becomes more poignant in a lot of ways. Um, it takes on a form that you just can't get in youth, something that you have to get by living. And so thank God for both of these beautiful black icons. We love it. It's a Virgo takeover. This has been another episode of the Black Jackson Estate podcast. We love you guys. We out. User two, what you got to say? Love you. Wash your hands. Wash your hands and stay clean, y'all. Put your mask on. Later. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. on Michael. (laughs) I have been a fan of Michael Jackson since I was a baby. I recently got a chance to meet him. We were doing a show for him, and he was sitting on the side of the stage. And it was time for me to sing my part. But I looked to the right, and he was right there. I couldn't see him. I had to start screaming. <laughs> and I did, right on the stage. And I know the fans, because they couldn't see him. They thought I was crazy, because I was, like, walking up to do my part. And you know, like, ah! just right on the stage. And I, I couldn't hold it. Like, I couldn't take it.
1: welcome you want to be my girlfriend sorry but I want to marry Michael Jackson